Do you suffer with chronic pain? Are you taking risky, over-the-counter, or prescription anti-inflammatory drugs? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppe with a better natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, Liquid Turmeric Liposome Complex. Future Farm's liquid turmeric with liposomes and nanotechnology delivers maximum absorption for effective pain relief. Sourced and manufactured in the United States, this product contains 1,600 milligrams of curcumin and powerful antioxidant properties. This plant-based curcumin is used to possibly reduce inflammation, block proteins that trigger swelling, and intercept inflammatory pathways, significantly decreasing inflammatory responses. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Don't live with pain when there's an all-natural, science-based remedy that works. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. As we observe this year's Memorial Day holiday, please enjoy this encore presentation of Intelligent Medicine. We'll be back live next week. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here with you, and you can come directly into the doctor's office. You can call us, 877-726-8255. We'll take your call during the program. Uh, or alternatively, you can record a call that uh, that number. Say uh, after the show, something occurs to you. Uh, it's on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. You know, pretty much every day, twenty four seven, three sixty five. You can call eight seven 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 two six eight two five five and record a question. We'll take some of those questions uh, in just a few moments. But uh, before we do that, um, coming up, we're going to we talk about um, the vaccine. Yeah, that's uh, on in everybody's mind because. Uh, we're all being urged to take the vaccine, and uh, we want to know which vaccine to take. Is it safe? Is it effective? And um, we're going to attempt to shed some light on that this rather murky situation. It's really kind of a fork in the road for a lot of people, and they don't know which which path to take. But before we do that, uh, this uh, weekend marks... Uh, the transition to daylight saving time. And, um, I always used to say daylight savings time, but formally speaking, it should be daylight saving time because it's saving day. It's not savings like savings and loan. So it kind of makes sense. Daylight savings time. And uh, a lot of people are calling for doing away with it. And, uh, it, you know, it used to be nice, you know, because you'd look forward to it and it would mean these longer days. And when you're a kid, you could spend more time. You know, it's like, uh, you know, go out and play um, free range kids and come back at sundown. And if you extend it for another hour, that means another hour of like running around. And in countries in northern latitudes, that could really extend daylight quite a long time because, uh, you know, near the Arctic Circle, uh, is pretty much uh, light, <laughs> you know, at midnight, the midnight sun. Uh, so, but there are some health liabilities associated with it. And historically, daylight saving time was created to save fuel. The Germans were the first country to institute it in 1916 in the midst of World War I. They, they thought that uh, citizens have a bit more daylight, 
and thereby uh, decreasing uh, coal and energy usage later at night. So this uh, would allow more resources to go to the war front. Um, the U.S. followed suit in 2018, but it didn't last long. Uh, it came back in World War II in 1942, uh, the idea being to conserve resources. But uh, with our modern-day uh, energy grid, it's, this doesn't really make sense. It, I mean, it doesn't hold out because, uh, you know, you make up for it with the amount of light that you need to use in the morning when you're getting up to make breakfast, right? And it's pitch dark because that's going to start happening next week. It's going to be kind of dark when many of us get up. And some of us like to wake up to the sunlight. It was nice because the sunlight would come through the window. And you know, it's okay. It's, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, no longer. But it's going to, you know, trade-off is it's going to be light later on. It's according to individual preference. But there are some health problems associated with this. First of all, we're all going to lose an hour. You know, spring forward, uh, going to cause some sleep deprivation. And circadian rhythm disruption has been associated with uh, accidents, uh, loss of efficiency at work, mistakes get made. And it takes a while to adjust. I notice, you know, I go... Right after it, I go, this isn't so bad. But then it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I just feel a little out of sync. And it's not even like, you know, taking a trip to Europe, you know, where you're really jet lagged or, you know, taking a trip to the West Coast from the East Coast. It's just an hour. But that one hour uh, has been associated with a higher risk of experiencing a stroke or heart attack in the days following the springtime change, which is particularly bad, you know, because the fall... You lose an hour, but you gain an hour of sleep. Uh, researchers found an 18.7% increase in patient safety-related incidents in healthcare settings that were likely due to human error. You know, because doctors already sleep deprived. You know, additionally sleep deprived uh, health personnel make mistakes. Uh, a study in Austria found an increase in daily mortality of about three percent over the course of the week after. So it's, it, you know, a lot of countries are abandoning it. Um, worldwide, a minority of countries practice daylight saving time, many of which are in North America and in Europe. Uh, certain states, like Hawaii, you know, they got plenty of sunlight there anyway, uh, they don't do it. Uh, Puerto Rico doesn't do it. Much of Arizona doesn't do it. So, uh more and more, there's a call for legislation to repeal daylight savings. So we may see this in our in our lifetimes. Every year they call for it. They never quite get around to it. Uh, but um, does it really make sense? Or maybe we should just be you know continually on daylight saving time. You know, just you know, just opt for that. But don't change back in the fall. Uh, that could be another way to go about it. 877-726-8255 is our number. And uh, this week may be especially fatigued, but uh, it may be not just about changes toward daylight saving time. Fatigue may be within your cells. Studies show that your cellular health may start to decline as early as 25 years of age. I mean, we see that in, in athletes, professional athletes. And, you know, swimmers are... Over the hill in their mid twenties, they're burnout. Their performance declines. Why is that? It has to do with the mitochondria. 
And let me tell you about the only nutritional formula clinically proven to repair the mitochondria. It's NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics. Clinical trials have shown that NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half. There, there are a whole slew of studies. And it also reduces uh, some of the features of aging itself. NT Factor is available in a variety of formulations tailored to your specific needs, full-spectrum vitamin mineral formulas, immune support formulas, targeting nutrition, and then there's pure NT Factor that you can add to whatever supplement regimen you're already taking. I've been using NT Factor for years, and I prescribe it for my patients. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. You can find the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas at your favorite health food store or online retailer. Order order direct. Call 800-982-9158. 800-982-9158 or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. All right. Uh, what's the concern now about these coronavirus variants? You keep hearing that term, the variants. Well, viruses mutate. We know that the flu virus mutates so effectively that it sometimes eludes the vaccine. Our vaccine that we develop uh, in the spring uh, to anticipate the fall flu epidemic uh, is often off target because the virus has mutated. And coronaviruses are said to mutate at a slower rate than influenza viruses. Nonetheless, uh, a study was published in Nature last week uh, which contains predictions that coronavirus variants are evolving to escape current vaccines. And that's a concern because, you know, you, 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 know, you, hung, you, you worked your butt off to get a vaccine. It was hard enough. You had to negotiate websites and you had to, like, make appointments and you had to travel and you had to wait in line and it was 20 degrees and you stood outside the Javits Center or outside uh, Chavez Ravine in Los Angeles to get your vaccine. And, uh, and you said, I'm in a clear. But it is possible, and we don't know, but it's possible that by the fall or the winter that the vaccine you took last winter or this spring will not be as effective against the virus. Uh, and that is a concern. Uh, they say that the drop in neutralizing activity against the South Africa variant, that's a particularly concerning variant, and it's starting to spread worldwide, is appreciable. Uh, and we're now seeing this is causing a reduction in protective efficacy. So, for example, the Novavax vaccine, pretty effective against older strains, the prevailing strains that are now around, but against the South Africa variant, it's about 50%. Um, the new study did not examine the more recent variant found in Brazil. That's a concerning variant, too, because people have re-caught COVID. They thought that a lot of people, particularly in the city of Manaus, at the head of the Amazon in Brazil, had very, very high rate of exposure to the virus. But now they appear to be re-catching it because there's a variant. So, you know, this is a moving target. It's a very perplexing issue. And uh, we're going to have to track this very, very carefully. 877-726-8255 is our number for Intelligent Medicine. Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. 
Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health liquid extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information, order order. Call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's probiotics exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255 is the number. And as I said earlier, you can uh, record a question anytime you like, like this individual did. Let's hear it. Not a question, a, a comment. You mentioned Thailand as a treatment. That is a veterinary drug that's been out for easily 40 years. It's primarily, it was used for birds and certain intestinal infections. But it is very good on respiratory infections as well as intestinal problems. So there was, was a product called Thailand. The drug is Tylosin, and it's in the erythromycin family of macrolide. Have a good day. All right. Well, thank you for uh, that information. Yeah, I'm not sure in what context I've mentioned uh, Thailand, but, you know, we had, <laughs> we had a... Uh, a question a couple of weeks ago from someone who said, hey, uh, can you use veterinary medicine for humans? Can it be used in humans? And uh, for this medication in particular, uh, it's something related to erythromycin, but it's in the same family. But they actually even use it as a, a feed additive. So, you know, we talk about antibiotic-free meat and poultry. Well, you know, it's pretty common practice to add antibiotics to animal feed. And as you said, you know, you, you kind of described it uh, in detail. Uh, it does have a broad spectrum of activity against many bacteria. Uh, so, you know, the question is, is it safe for humans? Uh, and the answer is, um, yeah, probably not. Uh, but the concern, too, is that the widespread use of this stuff in animals uh, may cause resistance to related antibiotics in humans. 
And so, you know, can you give it to your dog, your cat? Uh, you know, is it used in uh, cattle? Uh, the concern is that about a third of the antibiotics used in this country uh, are used on animals. And that's a big market. And it may contribute to the development of antibiotic resistance uh, among humans. So, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what context I mentioned uh, Thailand, uh, not to be confused with Tylenol. It's, an an it's a veterinary antibiotic. And, um, you know, the interest is that uh, when it comes to uh, COVID, uh, something that's used uh, in humans to treat parasites, some of these old-line drugs turn out to have some activity against uh, COVID. Uh, so ivermectin, although it uh, kind of crashed and burned in a recent trial, uh, still uh, has some potential as an inexpensive treatment for early COVID. And a lot of people believe in it. I'm not entirely sure because I keep seeing conflicting studies on that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that um, the bias in approvals for medication for COVID is toward uh, some of the high-tech uh, new medications that have a lot more in a way of profit potential uh, than old-line drugs like hydroxychloroquine uh, and ivermectin. But we shouldn't ignore the potential for some of these uh, older medications. It's not a veterinary drug, although it is used sometimes in animals. It's used in humans for treating parasite infections, for, using, for treating river blindness, that's uh, ivermectin, in Africa. And um, and in a lot of these third world countries, it's there, it's available, it's on formulary. It's much easier for them to get their hands on that kind of medication than some kind of sophisticated monoclonal antibodies that are new patented medications that may cost uh, thousands and thousands of dollars per dosage. Uh, these medications literally cost uh, pennies per dose. Uh, and, you know, they really need to be studied because we need an all-of-the-above approach in our effort to um, stem the tide of COVID-19 worldwide. I mean, some of these third-world countries, they cannot afford the medications, the deluxe medications that we use in uh, advanced Western countries. And so, um, and for, you know, ordinary people who may want to uh, treat early COVID at home, they may offer... Uh, an option for them uh, once they're proven safe and effective. And unfortunately, there's a lot of suppression of information about uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. There's a bias uh, against old-fashioned, cheap, but effective solutions. We'll have to see more. 877-726-8255 is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. In these unprecedented times, we need effective immune support. That's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work, CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative, the only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including PEA, a critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with a fruit flower and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all-natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com and take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's TotalImmuneHealth.com. 
TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine, Dr. Hoffman with you. It's 877-726-8255 for calls. And uh, how many fruits and vegetables should you have daily? Should you follow the uh, recommendation of uh, the USDA on their MyPlate icon? They recommend filling half your plate with colorful fruits and vegetables at every meal. That's a lot. That's uh, five to nine servings of fruits and veggies daily. Well, it's been studied, and we have an answer. What is the right amount? Where's the sweet spot? on fruit and veggie consumption that's coming up but uh, before we share that with you uh, interesting story out of the UK two teenagers taken into care after parents failed to help them lose weight now this is an unprecedented case and it's attracting a lot of attention uh, across the pond because it is the first case of its kind where children have been uh, taken into foster care because their parents failed to regulate their weight. They weren't beating them. They weren't starving them. They weren't abusing them uh, physically or mentally. Uh, they simply were lax about enforcing edicts about food consumption and exercise. It's getting kind of a stir in the UK. Uh, I'll read from the story here uh, that's in uh, The Independent, a British paper. Two, quote, severely overweight teenage children have been taken into care after Fitbit trackers and a gym membership paid for by their local council, that would be like the local city government, the municipal government, failed to help. A family court judge ruled the pair should be placed into long-term foster care after council social services raised concerns about their weight. Now, what is interesting about this case is that they admittedly came from a, quote, loving family and that their parents met many of their basic needs. Uh, so... There was not uh, a question of abuse. Uh, however, they did not seem to understand the seriousness of concerns raised by social services staff and had failed to set boundaries or promote healthy eating and exercise. So, uh, you know, this is going to really become a civil liberties cause celeb in Great Britain because... How is it that the state is empowered to take children away from parents merely for the supposed infraction of not enforcing a weight loss regimen? I mean, there, there's multifactorial reasons for weight gain, including uh, genetic factors and parenting factors are among them. Uh, but, um, it, you know, if this were to happen, uh, in the UK, it could set a precedent for a widespread social service intervention on behalf of kids who are overweight uh, over here in the United States. Can you imagine if the millions of children who do not meet uh, exercise and diet goals and their weight remains high, and then social services comes around, knocks on the door and says, we're taking your kids. Well, why? You know, we, we have a very loving family and everything we provide for our children. Well, you're just not 
keeping your kids slim and trim by standards that have been set by the government. And so, you know, while, look, I applaud efforts uh, to get kids to optimize their diets and exercise and thereby avoid uh, weight gain and diabetes and fatty liver, which is epidemic among children. But the notion of taking kids away from parents uh, because they're fat, uh, that's bound to raise a firestorm. And, uh, you know, it's about constitutional rights and personal liberty and uh, government overreach. And I think we've really reached a crossroads in terms of societal engineering of our habits. So uh, we'll watch this case and see what materializes. 877-726-8255 is the number. Okay, what's the right number? The right number of fruits and vegetables uh, to achieve optimal health. Well, the government says five to nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day. A lot of people just throw up their hands and say, get out of here. That's impossible. First of all, I don't really like vegetables that much. And, uh, you know, buying fruit, produce, fresh produce, especially in my area, they're hard to find, uh, much less organic stuff. And my kids don't like to eat the stuff. So we give them uh, Fruit Loops instead. That's fruit, right? Fruit Loops? It's got some fruit in it. I mean, it's multicolored. It looks nice. But uh, a group uh, at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention um, have said that this is really difficult to attain. Only about 1 in 10 adults eat enough fruits or vegetables. Perhaps they've set the bar too high. So... Uh, Researchers at Harvard uh, analyzed data from the Nurses' Health Study, uh, which comprised 100,000 adults who were followed for up to 30 years. That's kind of an unprecedented uh, study. Uh, they also looked at fruit and vegetable intake and death statistics from 26 studies that included about 1.9 participants from 29 countries. So, huge study. More than 2 million participants Intake of about five servings of fruits and vegetables daily was associated with the lowest risk of death. And get this, eating more than five servings was not associated with additional benefits. So hooray, it's attainable. It's realistic. Two servings of fruit and three servings of vegetables per day will do it. Participants who consume five servings a day of fruits and vegetables had 13% lower risk of death from all causes. I'll take that. A 12% lower risk of death from cardiovascular disease, a 10% lower risk of death from cancer, and a 35% lower risk of death from respiratory disease. That's interesting. Uh, it's, of all the medical conditions, it seems that the lungs uh, benefit the most from high intake of fresh fruits and vegetables. But here's the catch. Not all foods that one might consider to be fruits and vegetables offer the same benefits. For example, starchy vegetables such as peas and corn, fruit juices, you know, have some OJ, that's your fruit. No, not according to the study. And potatoes were not associated with reduced risk of death from all causes or specific chronic disease. On the other hand, what was associated with reduced risk? 
green leafy vegetables, including spinach, lettuce, and kale, and fruit and vegetables rich in beta-carotene and vitamin C, such as citrus fruits, whole fruits, not juice, berries, and carrots, showed benefits. So uh, that, uh, it, you know, it's a study that sheds light on, you know, what's uh, the optimal intake. And you look, r results may vary. I mean, this is, you know, overall, on average, uh, some people will benefit from more. If you're eating more, fine, it works for you, great. But, you know, you don't need to knock yourself out, cram yourself with extra fruit and vegetables uh, to obtain additional benefits. It, the benefits seem to level off. Uh, at the magic number five. And this also speaks to, you know, and I gotta, I gotta say this is a lot of people are substituting, uh, fruit and veggie pills. Fruit and veggie pills do not confer the benefits of fresh fruits and vegetables. They simply do not. They purport to be the essence of the fresh fruits and vegetables from which they're derived. But there's no credible evidence that taking, uh, powdered, dehydrated, flash frozen, uh, extracts of uh, fruits and vegetables uh, confer uh, in any way the full benefits of eating actual fresh produce uh, because the fiber uh, changes, the nutrient content is depleted, uh, and there's some ineffable benefit that nature provides us with these uh Fresh fruits and vegetables. There's just no shortcut and, you know, cramming in lots and lots of uh, powders or tablets or capsules that contain vegetable and fruit extract. Uh, no, no studies uh, suggest that they uh, are really beneficial. And I've looked at some of the studies and they're cockamamie studies. Studies are either Inferential studies that say, well, if you eat a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables, it's good for you, so therefore we take our powdered pills. Uh, or they perform studies on rats or on uh, humans in strange places like Russia in dubious research settings uh, with results that are not replicated or published in a medical journal. And those scant studies are used to substantiate the benefits of products uh, with some really uh, sketchy benefits. Well, here's some news about a product that has some true bona fides. In these unprecedented times, of course, everybody's talking about effective immune support, and that's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work, CV Defense and CV Acute, and there's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative. I take it, the only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including... PEA. Remember that set of initials, PEA. It's a critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute, on the other hand, is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with a fruit, flower, and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. And they've got them. For more information... And to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com and take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% off just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's a special offer for you Intelligent Medicine listeners at TotalImmuneHealth.com. TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. They're unique. 
877-726-8255 is our number. And um, we're going to talk about uh, thyroid and thyroid medication when we return. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I'm a huge fan of Kyolic Age Garlic Extract Reserve. Take it myself for prevention and recommend it to my patients with high coronary calcium scores, elevated cardio risks, and compromised immune health. Kyolic's Age Garlic Extract research is impressive with over 870 peer-reviewed published scientific articles. Most compelling are studies demonstrating the slowing of atherosclerosis and those showing antihypertensive benefits, ideal for optimizing blood pressure. Kyolic Reserve also works well with statins to enhance cardiac protection. It's no surprise that Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the best-selling garlic supplement on the market. Made from organically grown garlic, the aging process makes it completely odorless and it won't upset your stomach. I recommend taking Kyolic Reserve daily as part of your heart-healthy lifestyle. Look for Kyolic Reserve at fine natural health retailers near you. Learn more at kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out which can help keep your blood vessels healthy and your circulatory system working properly, including Protocol's unique soy-free form of vitamin K2, that has been shown to promote healthy vascular structures and D3, which helps maintain healthy blood levels of calcium. They're available in several forms and dosages, including a new combined formulation which harnesses the synergistic effects of both K2 and D3. They're backed by solid scientific data and available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. drhoffman.com slash Protocol for Life Balance. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. A little bit of a lightning round of important stories this week. Uh, first on the thyroid front, um, the American Thyroid Association and the British Thyroid Association and the European Thyroid Association have convened and the experts have concluded that it's time to take a look at a T3, T4 combination for hypothyroidism. Well, you're only about 30 or 40 years late uh, because for so long they've been just saying to patients, just take your Synthroid and shut up. This is as good as it gets. You're still feeling lousy. Well, your tests are normal, so um, everything's rosy. But um, we've been talking a long time about the need for using a combination of T4, which is what's in Synthroid, and T3, uh, as in natural thyroid, uh, armor thyroid, for example, as being superior for many patients. Uh, and they say, finally, it's time to uh, study this. Well, uh, you think? <laughs> it's been so long we've been uh, urging this. And um, they're finally about to reconsider. So it's high time. Another benefit of drinking green tea or coffee, uh, both... It's not about the caffeine. Both have uh, beneficial phenolic compounds. And um, a new study in the BMJ, formerly British Medical Journal, suggests that tea and coffee consumption are linked to reduced risk for early death among diabetics. 
They looked at 5,000 people in Japan. They found that people who drank the most had much lower risk of premature death from any cause, about 40% lower for people who drank either two cups of coffee or four cups of tea per day, 63% lower for people who drank both four cups of tea, usually green tea, plus two cups of coffee per day. So, um, yeah, that's something. And it's not just about the caffeine, although there may be some benefits to caffeine. We need to reconsider our ban on caffeine. Sanka never tasted that good anyway. All right. Uh, and this is an important outreach from the American Journal of Gastroenterology. You know, guidelines for uh, colorectal cancer screening. Well, bad news for uh, all you folks who just turned 45. You thought you had five years to wait before your uh, baseline colonoscopy. They've now changed the guidelines. New guideline lowers age to begin colorectal cancer screening. Um, Chadwick Bozeman, uh, how old was he? He was in his like, 30s or 40s, uh, tragically died of colon cancer, was undetected because, of course, he didn't get routine screening. Uh, African Americans in particular should begin screening at age 45, they say. But uh, they're changing the recommendation for average risk men and women should be lowered from uh, 50 to 45. And those, of course, with a, you know, with changes, type, you know, problems, bleeding, or family history, they need to get checked earlier. Uh, keto diet for Alzheimer's disease. Uh, this paper in the February 23 edition of Alzheimer's Research and Therapy. Uh, keto diet shows promise for Alzheimer's patients. Uh, what they uh, have found is that um, ketones, which are derived from fat and not carbohydrates, stimulate the production of brain-derived neurotrophic factor. That's a uh, miracle grow for the uh, brain cells and synapses and nerves. And they're a better source of fuel for the nervous system. They're a more efficient energy molecule than glucose for cells. And so, you know, i got to say, it, it is tough, you know, for somebody who is cognitively impaired, uh, to have them do this alone. I mean, they need outside help, encouragement, and they tend to gravitate towards sweets because it's the oral gratification becomes very important when uh, um, your various uh, stimuli from uh, outside world, uh, your horizons contract. But uh, sticking on a diet that is high in protein and fat and very low in carbs uh, can be very beneficial for patients uh, with cognitive decline and Alzheimer's disease. And this study uh, confirms it. So it is definitely a way to go. Um, can zinc levels have an impact on COVID-19? A recent study says yes. The study found that participants with low zinc levels had a 21% risk of dying Get this, compared to just 5% in those with healthy zinc levels. Now, you know, keep in mind that this is an observational uh, study. This is not a double-blind placebo-controlled trial of administering zinc to patients with active uh, coronavirus infection. Uh, but it is highly suggested, just as many studies have suggested, that people with very low levels of vitamin D are at high risk of uh, getting very sick or dying from COVID-19. 
this study should pave the way for more research on zinc uh, as a way of reducing the severity of COVID-19 or preventing death. For the participants with healthy zinc levels, the time to recovery was approximately three times less than for those with a low serum zinc level. Eight days versus 25 days. All right. Well, thanks very much for joining us. We got a lot of information out there. Please check out our website at drhoffman.com for more information, articles. You can also download podcasts and you can subscribe to our newsletter. And please follow us on social media. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Have yourselves a great weekend. This is Intelligent Medicine.